Cloud Nine. I'm Heather Black, a coach and champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a Salesforce career. The Mums on Cloud Nine podcast aims to inspire mums to progress their career in the Salesforce sector from starting out to climbing the career ladder. We provide tips and insight on how to succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many women face in the workplace. During Series 5, I'm talking to inspirational people about how to develop their leadership skills and styles to help you really thrive within your career. These skills are valuable within any job role from admins to architects to successfully build relationships and achieve great outcomes with your customers and team. Sadly, however, many women can be perceived as bossy and demanding um, when they're trying to lead. And also statistics show that there are less women represented within leadership roles within the, the upper tiers. And what we want to do is change that. We want to help women progress up these career, up the career ladder, tip the balance, change the perception and reality and support more women to thrive within leadership roles. So this week on the podcast show, I'm delighted to be joined by Tristan Lombard, Director of Community at Provar, and he's going to be talking to us about the power of storytelling as a leader. So Tristan, please do introduce yourself and tell us more about your passion for storytelling. Well, I want to say first and foremost, I'm usually on the other side of these conversations hosting. So this is just such a treat. I get to sit back or stand. Um, I want to say first and foremost, thank you also as well for everything that you do for Super Moms. For anyone who is listening or watching, I have been such a fan of yours for so long. <laughs> and I know that's a secret silly, fan. <laughs> thank you. So, so secret fan, such a secret fan. But no, you know, so I'm the director of community here at Provar. And, you know, one of my greatest passions, you know, we're, we're obviously, we're Salesforce Test Automation Solutions, but today the focus is more on storytelling. And one of the many community programs that I love is our Provar Storytellers program. But I tell everyone, you know, I'm a stage mom, first and foremost. So when we first met, I was like, super moms, stage mom. People say, what is a stage mom? And I say, I think Chris Jenner meets ruthless talent agent for developers, engineers, Salesforce admins, and anyone a part of the software delivery process. Um, I love to help people think about how, and we'll talk more about that, obviously, but I love to help people. I love to help people steward their own stories. Um, before Provar, I was over at Tustoms uh, doing the same thing as Mel as a ton of other programs and Sauce Labs before that. And um, I really think it was at Sauce Labs that it really started for me. I've always been a, a cheerleader in getting people together. Spoiler alert, <laughs> women. I mean, everyone, but women. I just, I love, I love supporting the women in my life. I have five sisters and you don't need to have five sisters to be, want to be an advocate. Hence, you know, shirts here. The future is female, I think. But, you know, for me, when I got to Sauce Labs, I went from being a recovering social worker, not that anyone really recovers from 3 a.m., you know, race riots, police brutality, and a 60-plus case that of homeless youth. But I do think that, that those experiences as like an unlicensed therapist, it really helped me meet people where they're at and help them tell their stories, right? Hearing people in their darkest moments um, and being able to sit with them, hold their hand, let them cry, let them come out, get out into, you know, um, out into a transitional living program, getting away from their abusers, you know, getting into stability housing, like that, that, that deep emotional and, you know, very challenging time, it really helped set me up. And when I went into tech, I started seeing these solution architects, right? I started seeing these developers and engineers and, and the, there was a lack of confidence, there was a lack of confidence and I just wanted to help them. 
you know, I wanted to help them. And I realized so quickly, I, I don't come from a technical background. I've learned a lot over the years in tech, but I didn't come from a technical background. But I saw that there was a gap for these people who are absolutely brilliant. And the moment they would come up on stage, they would just freeze. The moment they would want to write a blog, no words could come out. The moment they would want to tweet, <laughs> it was backspace, backspace, backspace. So it kind of, that really is what kind of catapulted me and took off. And, you know, I had a boss who is such a sweetheart, still text to this day, spoiler alert, straight white man. But he said, Tristan, don't call, don't call yourself a stage mom. It's not professional and no one will take you seriously. And I said, oh, watch me go, <laughs> watch me go. And now I'm over probably now, probably like, I would say probably I, I lost track at 300 people that I've helped with, you know, conferences, meetups, podcasts, blogs, um, or stage momming isn't just about helping someone tell their story um, on the global stage, right? It's also helping them tell their own story for them because we so often live in denial. Oh, you know, I'm working really hard. I don't have time. Um, oh, I, you know, I just, I don't know where to start or am I happy in my career? So I'm always stage momming the women in my life. It's just, it's a lot of fun. That's amazing. 300. Wow. You must be so proud of that. Well done, Tristan. <laughs> That's fantastic. I am. I am. Proud mum. Like not <laughs> it's like seeing all your people that you've mentored do so well in the space. Um, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about uh, yeah. about storytelling versus public speaking, right? You know, you mm-hmm. we're here talking about public speaking to some degree, but storytelling is a key part of that. Talk to me about the difference and why it's important for career advancement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's really important. I mean, one of the first things I'll tell people, I'm like, Tristan, how many jobs have you had? And I said, I'm a lot older than I look. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I went and I got out of social work, I went into tech. My first job was actually in recruiting. So I was like, oh, I used to recruit 2,600 hungover college students at Berkeley and undergrad to do a day of community service. I could recruit developers and engineers around the world. Same thing. Wrong. But I did recruit 118 in one year. See my hairline for more information. And um, I really learned from that uh, about hiring managers, right? And looking at a holistic candidate experience, right? They're not just looking at your resume. Spoiler alert, y'all. A lot of people don't read cover letters either. (gasps) Hot take. They don't. A lot of them don't. So what they're looking at is they're looking at, they're looking at the size of your network. They're looking at, you know, what certifications you've completed. Those matter. They're looking at, you know, the number of approved commits on an open source repo. They're looking at the number of blogs you've written. They're looking at the number of talks you've given, right? So deciding of all of it, it's part of being a holistic and competitive candidate in today's job market. So if you want to continue to advance your career, there's no better way than getting out there and telling your story. Public speaking is different than telling your story. Anyone who has confidence can do public speaking. And Lord knows we've all seen some boring ones too. <laughs> light shade, as Kim K says, light shade. But really what it is, is I think storytelling is very different. Storytelling is the ability to talk about a challenge that you and your teams were facing. And I always say, talk about the challenge, talk about how you and the team work together to overcome that challenge and come to the resolution. Not every story is nicely tied up in a beautiful bow, but when you think about a story, right? It's like any movie, right? We meet our characters, we set the land, there's always conflict mm-hmm. and good and conflict that breeds resolution. I think that's powerful and that's what people want, but people want pragmatic tips to take back to their teams. You know, we love a good inspirational keynote for sure, for sure. But at the end of the day, you gotta give people tips. I loathe, loathe, loathe going to talks where it's just a ton of them talking about themselves. We're not doing that today. People want new tips. 
And so I think storytelling is the ability to, again, talk about the conflict to resolution from a holistic and a team approach while sharing pragmatic tips. But most importantly, I think it's really important for the audience to connect with you, for you to give them some of you, to be vulnerable. No one wants, I did this, I did this, I did this. This isn't an interview. You're telling a story, you know, entice us, delight us. And when you think about career advancement, that's partly too, I, I've worked with so many women in my life and you were saying before in your intro where you're talking about, you know, a little bit about the bossiness and perceived this and that. And I say, boss up, I'm here for it. Like I'm here for it. I live for it. Part of sometimes what you have to do, I've worked with so many, you know, solution architects and women, there's one in particular. And she said, you know, Tristan, how do I, how do I make myself more visible? I feel like my teams don't see me. I feel like my manager doesn't fully respect me. And when I do stick up, when I do say something, I get shot down. And I said, oh, queen, I got you. I got you. Sometimes we make internal visibility for good happen externally. That's the power of storytelling and doing it on a, in the, for the public stage. You start to get noticed internally. And to anyone that says, well, my company isn't really fully supportive, mm, remember, remember boundaries. Your company does not control your hours, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And for many moms, you know, and anyone who's working multiple jobs too, I say, the power of conferences on the weekends. A lot of people are like, why are we doing conferences on the weekend? It's like part of this hustle culture. And I say, back up, back up. A lot of, a lot of the women in my life, they can't, you know, they're working a full-time job. Maybe their husband's deployed right now. They've got three kids, you know, one might be on the spectrum and really the only time that they have is on the weekend. So I would just say as well, and I know we'll talk about this a bit more, but it's really, really important to advance your career that you start to think about getting out there in the world. And it's not just the byproduct of it all. The byproduct of it all is confidence, mm. the confidence that you build. And I think self-growth too, because when you look back at yourself, right, it's so hard to see yourself sometimes. I love helping women negotiate and make, make that money because it's St. Church, right? It's St. Church, we got to make some of that money. And I love I love helping them say, you know, because they won't be able, they can't advocate for themselves. And it's not just advocating for getting opportunities to public speaking or career advancement or salary. It's, I tell them, look, if you can't negotiate for yourself, think about yourself outside of yourself, mm -hmm. right? So my team would describe me as X, right? My boss would say, I would do well at this. Use that same, you know, stripping for you when you're trying to think about getting out there and telling your story. Think outside of yourself about yourself. Mm, I love that some really good tips in there a couple of things I'm just going to pull out is you're saying storytelling and for some people like being on a stage in front of thousands of people might be daunting right but you don't need to start there do you, you can start you know, doing a podcast right where nobody's there and listening to you and telling your story through podcasts or through smaller user groups um, and then start building up from there isn't it start small mm -hmm. it is start small and I think that's you know I 100% agree I I've worked with all kinds. And, you know, the one thing too, excuse me, the one thing we're not thinking about as well here is language, 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 language. Everything is so predominantly English focused. And I work with, I work with people all over the globe. Right. And that's part of what I've also really enjoyed about, you know, the lockdown, which I know is terrible for everyone, but I'm like, there are, there have been a few bright sides in this dark time. And one is that it completely opened up my world to new people. And, you know, so many of these women in my life that I love stage momming, they, um, the English is not their first language. And for some of them, it's not even their second. And so we always are pushing people to speak in English. And I'm like, you don't have to. 
there are local user groups in your area too, right? But there was one in particular that I really, really, really loved. And she had, she was one of those engineers who always put her team before her. Um, and she didn't really prioritize herself and her brand. And I was like, I'm a get chef, but very, very nervous, very, very nervous, spoke Russian fluently, spoke, you know, Ibrit um, or Hebrew, if you will, fluently. English was her third language. Mm-hmm. And so she had serious stage fright. What we did was we started small to your point, but going back even before you do small user groups, even before, if you work in a company that is inclusive and supportive, think about doing an internal talk. Yeah, you know, five minutes, five minutes at all hands. Talk about your team at all hands really fast, right? And for some people, like, well, Tristan, actually, really, I'd rather speak with, you know, the public as opposed to my company. I said, well, that's another conversation, honey. We might need to look for a new job. But, you know, part of it is start within your company, start small. And then, you know, for her, that's what we did. We helped her with a talk to go to 100 developers about what she was doing. And then we took that talk. We then got her into a podcast pre-written questions, right? Um, and then from there, what we did was we got her into a, you know, webinar. Again, she got the questions in advance. And then we started getting her into a meetup. And what I was doing in parallel with that is, I think when people think about telling stories, they should also be thinking about the different mediums. You don't have to do everything in public speaking, right? You can tell your story on social media. You can tell your story and you do a powerful job of that, friend. And you do a powerful job of that. You do, I think what I, it's, it's this kind of wholehearted leadership, right? It's showing people the different parts of your life and you really let them in. Um, so I just wanted to you know, give you your flowers and compliments for that. Um, I think that people shouldn't just focus on doing public speaking though when they're telling a story. There's many, many different venues to get you started. By the time I had you know, moved on, got a promotion somewhere else, I still was watching her in a conference that I got her into and there was a thousand people watching mm-hmm. and it just like, I literally was crying. <laughs> I was literally crying someone who never, ever, ever wanted to do a talk, but secretly always did. Oh, bless you. Yeah. So let's move on to what story do we tell them? Because, you know, going back to your points there, you know, I'm, I'm attuned with you in that, you know, I do share vulnerability and the truth right out there, because I think if we act in a way that everything's wonderful and everything's you know going perfectly and this is what I'm doing you're not really showing the true picture and I, I remember you know having run a business now since 2005 I find it really comforting when I listen to other entrepreneurs and they go yes it's really hard and yes this happened for me I'm going oh thank goodness it's not just me you know and rather than them just be like you need to do xyz and you'll achieve it and you know actually having listened to stories as I say of other entrepreneurs which inspire me you know it's made me sort of feel very um, comforted when they're being more vulnerable and open about the challenges but then also providing those tips to move forward so how do you help people come up with a story Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. totally I mean I think I think that the first thing I always say is I go back to, you know, Brene Brown and this idea she had, you know, where you want, you know, you ask people about relationships, you talk about heartbreak, you ask people about how their day was. And if you lived in New York, like I did for two my masters, it was, well, I took the one to the two to the three. And then I was looking like a drowned, wet, harassed rat. And, you know, and it's just like, that's what people do, right? They want to talk about those things. And so there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with leading in. I know we're talking before about starting off with what is the challenge. And I think that there is an over-romanticization of failure. I do. I just do. It was very cute 
It was very cute in 2021 when we were all in lockdown and we were like, ah, together, you know. Um, I was here for it. I was here for it. But I think that it gets overused. I think failure is a little over-romanticized. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go into, I know, spicy takes today. <laughs> I think that you should go in, though, with what was the conflict. Go back to the conflict or go back to something you didn't do well. But I want to know about the conflict first and foremost. I want to know about, you know, maybe you joined a new team and you inherited a tool and you're like, oh, why? And we're locked in for three years. You know, like, how did you make it? It's not Salesforce. What do I do? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So like when you, you know, I was about to go down that path with you, but yes. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. And so how do you make the best of it? And then how do you partner with your R and D teams? Right. How do you as a Salesforce admin coming into a job and you were like, well, I thought I was prepared, but maybe I'm not spoiler alert. You are because no one ever is. Right. So like part of it is what did that first three months look like? What did that first three months look like? How can you tell that story? And I also say first, what are you the most proud of? Let's start there. Because when you're passionate about something, when you can just get like stoked, like me talking to you about loving how I love the stage mom, the women in my life, right? Like that, you can tell that I'm really passionate about it, right? That would come across if you wanted to start talking to me about the hashtags used in social media, I probably would get excited about that too, spoiler alert, because that's part of stage momming. But I'm probably not going to get too excited about other topics that I won't go into. So the point is, I always ask them first, what are you excited about? But you have to go back even before that. You have to go back even before that because I, I firmly believe, you know, and that's the quote I always tell them from, you know, from Maya Angelou, right? From her first book, right? Why the, I know why the cage bird sings. It's, there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. And I think that is everything. And I always look at her book and where she came from and her vulnerability, right? And having a kid and going through so many things that I won't go into for, so we don't have to do a trigger, a trigger warning on this episode, but she came out and she told her story and we still quote her to this day in our very first book. So I just think, I think you have to start first as um. You have to start first. If you're looking for, if you're trying to, what I do first is I first, when I'm meeting with someone, I ask them about their experience with public speaking. I ask them about their challenges, but I also want to get a sense of where they're at first. You always want to meet people where they're at for continuous positive change. And I think that's the same thing, whether you're helping someone tell their story um, or you're the one who's trying to tell your own story. Um, so then I go, what are you the most proud of? And then I ask, going back to same thing with books, I say, who are the main characters here other than you? Because no one wants to hear just about you, right? They don't like love you, but they don't. Then I ask, ask, okay, who was the one person that was not a fan <laughs> of this challenge, right? And what did that look like? And I don't expect everything to be resolved beautifully. I really, really don't. But I want people to start with what they're the most proud of. Think about the complex. Think about the main characters. Try to think about what the resolution was. And then from there, what I say is, okay, let's look at those three key takeaways, right? So this is, again, if we're talking about a talk specifically, but the reason I go with the talk first, as opposed to a blog, is that, and I'm going to get to that, it's, it's a philosophy that I have around reusing, reduce, reuse, refresh the content that you have. So by doing a talk first, what I do is you want to get your abstract together, right? And what I then do is I have them say, what are the three key takeaways? Okay. And then from the three key takeaways, I then go, okay, what's the last sentence or two? Then we move backward. Right. And it's a little unconventional. This is how I work because again, it goes back to this, people want tips, give them tips. 
And then we go from there. So then after I do my three bullet points in that piece, I then go, okay, now we can write the intro, but you have to have your three key takeaways. And those three key takeaways are really good because they're going to inform your title. Mm -hmm. They're going to inform the title of your talk and titles matter, just like in jobs, (laughs) just like in talks, just like in blogs, titles matter. You know, if it's... If it's a blog and you want to increase your SEO, you need to say like five tips for this or how or why or strategies. Look for those key words. And, you know, people are like, how do I do a headline? Headline uh, analyzer is a great tool. Headline analyzer. You can take a look at whatever you've written and I'll scan it all for you and I'll come up with headlines. Not just headlines, but sub headlines too. I'm going to have to You're welcome. (laughs) I'll send it to you. The other one too is, you know, think about Hemingway app. Hemingway app is really, really good. It helps make sure that you're, you know, if you want to make your blogs trend, and I always tell people for blogs, I say, you know, think about sub-exchange. Medium is good, but Medium has a $5 paywall after five articles a month, but I still think it's worth it. It's good to have your blog in a few different places. Um, And then from there too, you know, the writing part, Hemingway is great just because one of the biggest things I always, I try and help people is like, you know, I tell people this too, and I say this a lot, I used to have a executive at a company I worked for. And he said, Tristan, no offense, but you know, our customers want someone more technical. And I said, oh, no offense, but you don't know how to write in complete sentences, do you? But we all have our God-given gifts, don't we? So let's work together, shall we? How about that? How about that? You know, true story. (laughs) Just, I'm just like, I'm like, don't, we have to be in this together when it comes to telling stories. And so when you're thinking about writing your story down, it's, the sentence matters. You don't want to do passive voice, right? So while I was walking, comma, I saw a bird. I saw a bird while I was walking. The difference between passive and active. Not to say you shouldn't do some passive in there. Um, I'm really trying to put my student loan debt to use right now, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but the other part of it, right? It's important and also shorter sentences, which I know is rich coming from me, but shorter sentences to help you trend. So whenever you do a talk, it could be at a user group, it could be at a podcast, whatever have you. You do that to try it out. You then take your talk, you take the recording, you strip away all the video and you can use Otter AI is one great tool. It's an AI tool. It's, it's, it's good for English as a primary language, but it's not so much for others, but Rev. Rev.com is my number, number one, Rev.com. With Rev.com, um, it's part AI and part human. And it's brilliant. So then you strip away all the audio. Now you have all of your talk. Then you can go in there like, oh, I like this piece. I like this piece. I like this piece. I like this one. You might put in a few pictures of slides. Boom, you have a blog. Or another route to tell your story, social media. This is what I always tell my people when I'm stage momming them. I'm like, see which ones of your you know, tweets were trending. This goes back to what you and I were talking about. 10,000 downloads of your podcast. Data shows you where the mat, where it's important. Take those popular tweets, use those to inspire you, and you can write a blog there too. But again, reduce, reuse, refresh when you're telling your stories. Love that. So I think you bang on, like, it's very therapeutic what you're talking about, you know, doing writing these stories, writing these things. I think it's such a good um, opportunity for somebody to kind of just reflect on where they've been, what they've done, like you say, what the conflict was, but then what you've achieved out of that and be proud of. Um, and that's why I love writing and speaking because mm-hmm. one, it's a, a therapeutic thing for me. Like I love doing it, but then I love sharing it. And, you know, even today I've had three emails, messages from people saying really resonate with your topic. Thank you so much for sharing. And that's, you know, then, you know, you've helped other people, right? And there's nothing more rewarding than that. 
Mm. You know, you're doing it. For, you know, you're not doing it to get paid. You're doing it for free to share it. So I think all those mm-hmm. tips are fantastic in helping people really craft their story and, and to think about it. So if somebody comes up with that story, you know, say you'll come up with different stories every week, every month, right? You kind of keep changing your narrative depending where you are. How would they um, test it out and build their confidence to start sharing that story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that for people to, you know, I get invited to conferences and stuff to speak and I'm like, I built my own stage. <laughs> Just You know, you build your own stage and you build your own stage to celebrate other people. But I think for me, you know, it started off, people don't know this about me, but I... I used to have a, well, I mean, if you follow me on social media, you might, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes a quick comes and it goes. But uh, no, I, I always tell people that I used to have a speech impediment. I used to have a really heavy lift and a feather and drawl. And I was just like, you know, I literally had to do court mandated speech therapy for two years when we moved off the farm into town. The judge was like, I can't understand this kid. <laughs> and, and, you know, to be told that as a young kid and have people make fun of you so much, you know, um, every Monday morning for two years, everyone else was down, you know, going to mass. And I was up there. I wasn't mad about that either, y'all. <laughs> um, and I was doing speech therapy. And I learned from that, you know, but I tell everyone, look, I'm an introvert moonlighting as an extrovert. And I share with them my story. I'm vulnerable because I want to inspire them to start building their confidence too. But when you think about confidence, confidence doesn't just start with you. Confidence starts with how you support others too. And when you can start showing up for those other people in your life, getting them at a conference, right? Getting them at a meetup or whatever. When you start showing up for them, you ask yourself, why can't I do that for me too? Mm. I see them doing that. Why can't I do it for you? Confidence doesn't start just with you. It starts with you and others, right? There's that connection where we are connected with others. So I think when you start to see how others are showing up and doing it, you can too. I think the other thing too is there are so many introverts out there. And I, again, I get it. I get it. One of the things I think is really fun when it comes to public speaking, right? There's so many different ways to tell your stories. When it comes to public speaking, um, when the lockdown happened, you know, I was starting to celebrate these women in my life and just leaders from diverse backgrounds all over the world. And I said, okay, I'm going to get them to feel confident. I'm going to show them I can do it too. So I started doing these videos, these selfies. And I was like, join us for this upcoming session, you know, with, you know, Erica Chestnut, I'm talking about X, Y, and Z. And I just did it to put it out there. Show them, I was like, hey, if I can do it, you can do it too. And that's just one way that you put it out there. And so I, that same rule can apply back. Maybe you want to use a video, videos of which are three times more likely to be consumed on social media. I think it was a Forbes stat from 2016, but like, it's true. So you could start with a few videos. That's easy. That's easy. Build your own stage, build your own confidence stage. Ooh. And I've been really inspired actually by some of our Supermum trainees that have gone through the program and have just started sharing things about you know they've got their certifications or they their top tips from doing you know one of the admin certifications or they've been to this event and this is what they've learned you know they're just taking that stage themselves and putting that stuff on social media and then when they get that job everybody's celebrating with them and I think that's one of the really nice things about the Salesforce Ohana is everybody's very into absorbing and supporting you know people mm-hmm. sharing and giving information like it's such an easy um, community mm-hmm. to create a stage for yourself and then from that it leads on mm-hmm. to all the other opportunities right mm-hmm. it does and I will say though you know for anyone listening who's not a part of the Salesforce community it's never too late um, but you know mm-hmm. not everyone has that not everyone has that supported background right like I remember 
I remember a, um, it was a, it was a mom and she had taken five years away. She was an unapologetic mom and she had taken five years away to go, you know, raise her children. And she came back and technology had completely changed, right? Test automation was profoundly different, but she joined our, our community and she was not afraid to ask questions. She was not afraid to ask questions. She didn't care if others thought she was foolish or whatever. She did not. She was just like, oh, I just loved her. But she was asking a lot of questions. And I was like, I need to have a virtual coffee and meet this powerful woman. And I learned from her more of her story. And she she was thinking about public speaking. She was thinking about her career advancement, but she wasn't there yet. I said, okay. Um, she, I was like, come to this lightning talk series that I helped put on. She went to it and she's like, oh my gosh, I took so many notes. I loved it to your point with the, you know, with the super moms. And this is one of the tips for any of the super mom listeners is when you're going to these talks, you take notes, what you learned, turn it into a blog. She did that. I was like, let me help you turn into a blog. And then I helped her get into a major software testing publication. And by the time I left for our second lightning talks round, she was doing one of those lightning talks and lightning talks. Those are a great way to start too. Mm. Awesome. I love that. Exactly. Everything you learn or act, you can share and take back. So you've promised, you've talked about three top tips that you share on every storytelling. So what are our three top tips that listeners can take away today, Tristan? Well, I think, you know, some of this, some of this I've covered a little bit, but I want to make this very clear again for people. I want to say, start with what you're the most proud of and work from there. I would say as well, leverage the tools and technology. You don't need to make your life any harder. So whether it's the Hemingway app, whether it's the Headliner app, whether it's, you know, Rev.com or Otter AI, Grammarly, y'all, Grammarly, Grammarly, Grammarly. I can't say that enough. Leverage the technology out there to help you write your stories because we don't have to just, you know, say them in public. And I would say lastly to build an accountability circle build an accountability circle because you're going to make excuses. You're going to make excuses. You're going to not prioritize it. You're going to put your kids first. You're going to put your teammates first, everyone around except yourself. And you're not going to think about your own career advancement via telling your story. You have to get an accountability circle. I always say, get an accountability circle. One, every two weeks, you meet together, no more than four people, right? And get people from a little bit different backgrounds, right? So maybe if you're an admin, think about maybe if they're a solution architect too, right? Or or an admin with more experience level than you. Find that and find people from different diverse lived backgrounds, right? Do that. And then from there, and you can easily put that out there, do a tweet, whatever. Um, And then from there, you build your accountability circle bi-weekly. Don't do it monthly or you will not hold each other accountable. It's bi-weekly. It's for an hour and set up a channel offline you want to hold each other accountable to do your talks because you are not alone and no one started their career in storytelling by themselves. Mm, I love that, especially accountability because it's it, you have to create a habit around it. It can be very easy to shy away from doing things. Um, and so having a network of, of cohort people are like, right, come on, let's do this. You know, let's see how many opportunities we can present and start building up profile. I really love that. Thank you, Tristan. Yeah been really inspiring today I've learned loads as well and um, I love to hear that you've helped so many people I think that's absolutely fantastic and um, if you've learned today and you're inspired to tell your story then please do uh, connect with both Tristan and myself on social media let us know what you've done Tristan what's your social media that they can follow you on oh you can literally google me I'm the top Tristan Lombard on google my SEO is working (laughs) you can find him on Twitter LinkedIn correct (laughs) correct That's so sweet of you to say in the same way we want you to do more on Twitter. I probably will, but I'll probably be on TikTok before I'll be on Instagram. 
Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's where to find you then. Brilliant. Well, yes, connect with us all. Let us know how you're getting on, what you've achieved. Um, if you've got any questions off the back of this uh, session today. Thank you, Tristan, once again. Um, if you like the session today, please do rate and review us on iTunes. Um, let us know what you think. And um, if you want to find out more about Supermums, you can visit our website at supermums.org. Um, we have the Stronger Women Summit coming up which is all about coaching women to success and making them feel confident and empowered to achieve their life and career goals. So please find the registration link for that coming up in the show notes. And we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today. Take care. Bye-bye.